Hi, I'm Joel Wilson, and welcome to the Unknown Joys podcast. I think you'd agree that it's been a difficult year. Each of us needs moments of joy. Just listening to someone talk about the thing that triggers joy within them can feel good. It might be snowboarding, a favorite item of clothing, a book, or their grandmother's homemade raspberry jam. In this episode of Unknown Joys, my conversation partner is Mark Jocelyn. Welcome. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I'm a final year student at the University of Birmingham, so I've been here for most of the last four years, and I've been part of the sort of student Methodist community at the university. So um, your joy, the thing that you're into, uh, is Doctor Who. Now, how and when did you first get into the Doctor? It's been a long time. I think I was five years old when I first saw it. So it's it's really been a long time. I don't think there are many 21-year-olds who say they have the same favourite show as when they were five years old. I just, I watched an episode. Uh, I thought it was something very different when I started watching it. And then I just, I really loved it. And I, at the end of the first episode, there was like a next time trailer. And I remember saying to my parents, like, oh, can we watch the next one next week? And yeah. Did it freak you out? There's obviously some very creepy episodes. Do you remember being scared? Not in that first year. It was the second year. And I don't think it, I don't think they added the fear factor, but I think it just started to uh, maybe tie into more of my fears itself. There was one where, uh, the TV sort of like leaps out at the person and like steals their face. And I remember being at the, just the next time trailer, I was like, oh no, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to handle that. Who's the showrunner, if you, if you know this, of your, your favorite era of, of The Doctor? Oh, well, I've since gone back to some of the uh, pre-My Birth episodes and there was a showrunner in the 1980s called uh, Andrew Cartmel. He was with the seventh doctor uh, and the seventh doctor is my favorite doctor and it's that's just my favorite era it's quite um political and i think it's it was definitely his influence that sort of changed it into that version of the show what else was it about the seventh doctor that stands out uh i think it's his character i think i mean he's amazingly played uh, by sylvester mccoy but I think he's got these two sides to him. You've got this very fun and playful side, but you've also got this quite dark side and you see him, you know, he's dealing with some quite serious issues. I think because of that, they're leaning into the politics of it all. So he's dealing with stuff like nuclear weapons and stuff that we maybe we're more aware of. It was very different then. I think it still hasn't really been repeated. The 1980s style uh, meeting those other influences I think that it just, the product was a wonderful thing. Yeah. And I really love it. <laughs> have you, uh, have you successfully converted uh, someone else to Doctor Who? I'm not sure that I've successfully converted. I've made a friend successfully converted into really enjoying classic Doctor Who. They've started releasing box sets and in my second year at university, I used to go around to my friend's house and we would watch these box sets of classic Doctor Who and he, he was already quite into the modern Doctor Who, but I think that really led to him wanting to watch more and more of the classic Doctor Who. So yeah, it was nice having someone to share that with. Oh, that, that, must, that must be genuinely very satisfying. Yeah, 
definitely I wish I could get more people to watch classic Doctor Who. Can you describe one of your favorite episodes and what why is it your favorite? Uh okay, well it's back to the the 1980s. It's quite a stereotypical one to say really, but there's a storyline. It's Peter Davison's last episode. He is just trying throughout the four episodes not to change the big events, not to like save the universe, but he's his friend is like ill, she's poisoned. They're both poisoned from the the get-go. And he's just fighting in order to save her, um, not even to save himself. In the end, he gets the cure, but he only gets enough to save her. And that's why he regenerates. And I just think it's an amazing story. Like, it's not some big, bombastic end. He can't sh- change everything. There's too much going on, but he can he can save her. He can do that. Um, I think it's a really wonderful episode. What's that, what's that episode called? What's its official name? It's called The Caves of Androzani, which gives no clues to the, the plot of the episode, but that's just what they were called back then, I think. As you know, between 1967 and 78, the BBC deleted archive programmes, uh, and plenty of those were Doctor Who episodes. So... If they offered a Doctor Who-related reward for locating a lost episode, and you did indeed locate an episode, what reward would you want? It would have to be, I think, you know, meeting some of the people. Uh, If it could be something like that, uh, an experience like that, I've always been very jealous of some of these people who win awards to have uh, opportunities to have breakfasts with everyone who's ever played the Doctor and it wouldn't need to be that I could just meet Sylvester McCoy and I'd be happy for you as you think about all the various things that you connect with what would you say are the main things that you enjoy and that kind that give you joy about the show weird place to start but why I love Doctor Who but part of what I love is thinking about how the world of the last 50 years maybe 60 years has sort of shaped this television show because it's what the same television show that told through the 60s the 70s the 80s the noughties the the last decade um and i think it's so interesting to see how how our culture's changed the way these stories are told uh, and how historical events maybe shape that so yeah that's a weird place to start but that's what i would say number one then of course there's this peaceful resistance almost to you know tyranny and oppression and I think that's appealing in any story but you know as a as a child um and as a as a grown man now her who isn't particularly the most physically threatening there was something that appealed to me about this person who just used these other traits of helpfulness and kindness and patience to to solve these problems I think that's what I connected to as a child. I certainly think in my teenage years, that's what I was connecting to. And then obviously there's all the excitement of science fiction and monsters and aliens and adventure. But I think, you know, there's so many things that offer those, offer science fiction and monsters and adventure. But I think there's there's deeper stuff that connects me to Doctor Who maybe than, than what you see, obviously, on the outside. I've been able to love it as my interests have changed. Obviously, as a six-year-old, I was not thinking so much about how uh, contemporary events affected television production. And that is something that I'm more interested in now as a 21-year-old. 
but it's great that it's been able to stick with me as these interests have shift and it's I feel like it my interest in it has grown up with me so that the excitement of seeing plastic mannequins chasing people around London in that first episode is not not necessarily now what defines my passion for the show and my joy in it but as my six-year-old self it, it completely was that sort of thing and hopefully when I'm 80 and I'm interested in something completely different it will still find a way to be connected that's a beautiful answer that's that's great now for those who might have on occasion watched Doctor Who or who have never watched it what would you point people towards as an episode to start with it might well be episode one of a particular series but but what would you what would be that that first thing of like oh this would be a good way to get into the doctor that's a very good question i think uh, yeah i think i would point to the first episode of the new the new show so it's christopher eccleston 2005 the episode's called rose it's a blank slate everything you know that you need to know is introduced as you need to know it it's really good it's really everything matters you're not watching anything that doesn't matter everything is relatable it's a wonderful story that russell t davies created to tell over those 13 episodes but bear with it for the slightly dodgy uh cgi graphics of the mid 2000s which i find far more jarring than the uh very dodgy costumes of the 1980s. Mark, thank you so much for talking about your unknown joy. Nice to meet you. Take care. Bye. Bye. A lifelong love of the doctor. That was wonderful. If you have something or someone that gives you joy and you'd like to talk about it on the podcast, or if you've got some feedback, drop us an email at contact at Birmingham Methodist Circuit.org.uk. You can find the podcast on Anchor and YouTube. Bye for now, and remember to lean into the joy.